listeners it's your host Liz Bullard hope you're doing well for all of you who are new to coffee and combos it's my podcast where I talk with friends leaders in the community and just anyone who's great at having good conversation about things happening in the Waterbury area and about things that are happening in the world around me this episode I am joined by fellow podcaster Yvette Walker and she shares about her podcast positively joy And we discuss faith and religion and how life would be if we allowed it to be just a part of us that showed up in everyday life. You know, I think we all have a faith base or a moral compass that we rely on when we're in tough situations. And sometimes we try and separate that out versus just letting it live out loud in our life. And for a community like Waterbury, religion is an important part of the community with a huge percentage of people reporting that they're religious and there's such a diverse amount of religions here whether it's muslim or pentecostal baptist catholic and if we just allowed each other to live and let our religion show harmoniously what would life look like and so that's what we kind of discuss and challenge in this episode and i challenge the listeners to think about What would your life be if you allowed your faith base to kind of live out loud and show up out loud in your everyday life? And so thank you again for tuning in. And as you listen, I hope you think of three things that you're going to add to your cup to get you through your day and your week. Again, thank you so much and welcome to Coffee and Combos. Thank you, Liz. Thanks so much for having me. Good. So how are you doing with um, everything? Just 2020, how are you doing? 2020 has been crazy. I, I have to say I am super blessed and fortunate because I have a job where I was able and, and I can even still work from home. That is a blessing that not a lot of people uh, in this country or in the world have. So that's, that's really great. And, and I work for a university. So we did go uh, all virtual last spring, or really after spring break. And mm-hmm. then I've been working virtually since then. And then we did go back in the fall. And it's kind of it's kind of hybrid. I'm teaching a class in person. And I also have a, a zoom virtual class. And so um, it's been challenging, you know, it's mm-hmm. been challenging to change my teaching to try to engage with the students more in a, at least in a different way than I normally do. Um, I really care about their learning outcomes and I really worry that because of everything and because of their challenges. Um, yeah, I just, I worry about them sometimes and I want to make sure that they are having the learning outcomes that we, you know, that we go into classes to, to have and to give them. So, yeah, so that's something of concern. But, um, but yeah, I, I tend to roll with the punches though. So it's, you're, you're right. 2020 has been a year, but. <laughs> I mean, like really it's, it's something else, but I'm glad, you know, things are going, you know, well for you and that you're rolling with the punches. And I think that's really been what this year has been, but 
before I get too ahead of myself, for those of you who are listening, I'm talking to Yvette Walker. She is host of Positively Joy. And so I hope as we talk, we're going to talk a lot about her podcast. Um, Because as we mentioned, 2020 has been crazy and you're probably out there scrambling, trying to find the joy because sometimes it's just like, where is it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so today um, we're going to touch upon that, um, especially because your podcast touches upon religion, correct? Yes, exactly. Yes. And so, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into that good stuff. But first I like to start off with uh, my coffee and combo question, which is, are you a coffee person or a tea person? So I actually have my tea right here and my positive, <laughs> oh, your cup. I yeah, love my your positive cup. joy mug, which is available for sale in my merch store. <laughs> Link will be in the bio. So check it out. There you, go. Uh, you know what? So here's the thing. I did not, I grew up drinking tea. Yeah. Uh, my family is not British at all, but my father always, always made tea for us at home. Uh, he didn't, he didn't make a lot of coffee for himself, but he made tea for us and tea with milk. Hmm. So I did not grow up drinking tea, hot tea with lemon at all. And I used to think that was very strange. And so I would always have tea with milk. And so today I still take, take my tea with milk, but I have learned to drink coffee. I have a husband who is a coffee fiend. And so, but mine, you know how you have those Facebook memes that ask you what color coffee or whatever. Mine is always the lightest one. <laughs> lots and lots of cream in it. Yeah. It's pretty much a little coffee with my cream and sugar. <laughs> so do you tend to be someone who's just like a light kind of airy person, just kind of like bubbly? I think so. I, I'm, I'm definitely an extrovert. Mm-hmm. I definitely love to talk to people. So this, so technology has been really great for me. Um, I'm also a homebody, so I like being at home. But if I didn't have the opportunity to talk to folks, I would be a little bit frazzled. I think so. I love being in the comfort of my home with my fur babies, but still being. How able many to- fur babies do you have? So I have, I have one dog. She's a black lab. Her name is Lemon. That's it. I'll tell that story in a minute. <laughs> I love it. And then I have two cats. One is a Maine Coon, which is kind of a big cat. Yes. And his name is Gato. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I have another cat named Jade. Of course, she has green eyes and she's more of an American tabby and she's like charcoal. And I had a cat named Rudy, uh, so named because he used to walk like this little delicate dance. Like, and I always thought he reminded me of Rudolph Nureyev, the ballet oh, dancer. So I named him Rudy, but he passed away a couple of years ago. And I wrote an essay about the fact that I had lost 20 years of my adulthood along with Rudy. Cause he'd been mm. with me forever. And I actually, I wrote that on medium. And while that's not faith-based, I actually might have to post that on my website, positivelyjoy.com because I got a lot of reaction from people. I think a lot of people really can relate to having that long life with your pet and then you're still here and they're gone 100 percent. because recently um my dog like I call him my boy so my dog Edward I had him like he really he transitioned from my last year of high school up into like adulthood I have like a real job and like so he was like there through a lot of those transitions yeah and um there's just a lot of memories shared and it really is just kind of like, huh. so yeah. I, I, I definitely like when you post that, let me know. I would like to um, read it. Oh yeah. I, I, I will because I've moved around a lot. 
I'd, mm-hmm. married, I'd married, I'd divorced, mm-hmm. I'd married again. <laughs> so there's, yeah, I mean, and he was long with that. So, um, but, but Lemon is my baby girl. Um, she's a black lab. She's really sweet. I got her from a shelter. I get all my pets from shelter. And um, the, I thought the name Lemon was a little unusual, especially for a dog that wasn't, you know, yellow <laughs> or golden. And so I asked, why is the dog named Lemon? Is she a lemon? You know, it doesn't matter. And so the woman at the shelter who was British said, Oh, no, no, no. Um, I'm young British, and in Britain or in England, uh, we call people who are kind of wild and crazy lemons. And she's a young really? lab, she's a young lab pup, and so we'd call her lemon. I'm like, okay. And you're I would love for anyone listening to chime in, but I have talked to people who either were born in, in England or have been to England and they have never heard of that. So I don't know if she was just <laughs> I, I would love to hear from someone if they've ever heard, is that really a thing? But she, I mean, she's still lemon. She's my lemon. <laughs> I, I think that is just the adorable littlest name, Lemon, for uh-huh. this big dog. I love it. Exactly. She's probably, I made her sit outside the door because she's usually nice and quiet here in the studio, but then she will hear something and then she will bark. So she's probably hearing me say her name over and over again from listening outside the door, wondering what is going on in there. That's the thing about like recording at home, because sometimes like when I play back and listen to the audio, like I'll hear my dog. So I have another dog, Preston, and I'm just like, you just hear him in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Faintly just adding to the, the silence. (laughs) Yes. But again, thank you so much for coming in. Some little a little background. So I wanted to talk about, especially when I, I saw your podcast and how it talked about religion, but as you put it, you're not preachy. It's just more of like, this is a part of you. Mm-hmm. And it really got me thinking about what if we allowed religion to show up in our everyday lives? Because I'll just give you a little bit about like Waterbury, Connecticut. So here, um, religion is quite pronounced, I would say. So some statistics is... Um, 49% um, of people practice religion here. Um, we have religious leaders that participate in politics and advocacy, whether they be Muslim or Pentecostal, Catholic, Jewish. Um, they really do advocate on behalf of their congregation or behalf of their, their um, neighborhoods. Um, so it really is it's a part of the culture here. Um but it would be interesting to see it more pronounced um, or more ingrained in things. Mm. And so it got me thinking about what if we just allowed it to show up and be a part of who we are, like we have our morals and our values, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we separate religion out and say like, well, these are my religious values, but they're, they're still all part of that. Whether you call it that or not, there's part of your makeup and your decision making. Oh, wow. I, I totally mm-hmm. agree. Um, mm-hmm. I teach I teach journalism ethics or media ethics. Mm-hmm. And along with that, you know, and I always tell them, okay, this isn't a philosophy class, but we're going to delve into a little bit of it. And certainly we have philosophers who have discussed the fact that uh, there are certain uh, frameworks that fit v- very much along with what you just said, such as the categorical imperative. Uh, basically is the golden rule. Treat others like you want to be treated. And of Absolutely. course, we, we, you know, this, this country was formed, um, or we have, we have developed this Judeo-Christian society 
So that's not very, uh, I guess that's not really unusual to see that, to see a philosophy that would come, that would come out of that, like that. Um, but for me and, and, and for what I'm trying to do with the podcast, so I, I say it's seeking the light in all seasons mm. and, and also seeing God in the everyday. So those are my two kind of catchphrases. And so it's all about having a relationship with God and with Jesus. So I'm Christian and the podcast is Christian based, of course. Um, I actually, I, you know, I, I have lots of Christians on, I have had some non-Christians on too, just to talk about joyful things. Um, but ultimately in my mind, in order to have kind of what, what you're talking about this, you know, what does it look like if God, was, if it was more pronounced, it's all about the relationship. It's mm. all about the relationship that you have with your personal God. And of course, my personal God is Jesus Christ. Um, you know, yes, there's a separation of church and state. Um, you know, in, in many ways, there's always been. Um, but I think that if you have a personal relationship, then your your morals are dictated by that. Mm-hmm. So in my in the Christian faith, in my faith, you know, I, I read the Bible and I got to tell you, I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. So I was not raised, uh, I was not raised Baptist or, or a religion that, you know, really, really a Bible-based church. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I love the Catholic church and I love the Episcopal church where I still go to Episcopal church. And I also go to um, a non-denominational church. So my husband introduced me to his non-denominational church, and that's our primary church. But every so often, I still go to Episcopal. I love the old church. I love the ritual, you know, mm-hmm. and it really, it really feeds me spiritually. But Catholic is not—it's a—it's Bible-based. But what I mean is, um, you know, you—you're not really expected to just read the Bible. Mm. It'd be great if you did, but that's—that's that's not as pronounced, I think, as in some religions. There are going to be some people out there that really, really disagree with me. But just in my experience, you know, we would go to church and we would read, we certainly would read from scripture every Sunday. Um, and now, of course, there are small groups, but when I was growing up, we really didn't see the small group revolution yet. Mm-hmm. So I really wasn't like in the Bible. But recently I have been, I've certainly developed a richer relationship um, really in the last year, year and a half. Then I have had all my, you know, blah, blah years of life. <laughs> and, uh, and it's, it's sweet and it's, it's rich. And it doesn't mean that life is easy or, uh, is, or is better or, or worse, but you have a defender standing behind you. Mm-hmm. And so as far as what does it look like if it were more pronounced? Well, uh, people, I've seen people with Jesus 2020 signs in their yard and I'm <laughs> like, where do I get one? Because this, you know, this election is crazy, you know, and just the different sides and people, um, you know, it's just, it's very difficult. People talk about social media and just seeing all the, um, the different opinions, let's just say from people who you know and love who may think differently than you. Um, people that go to your church that you sit next to in church, you know, I, um, and this wasn't really political, however, Mm -hmm. however it is kind of, um, a couple of episodes ago, I did an episode on the fact that people weren't wearing masks in church and that's a big deal for me. That's a really big deal for me. And so, 
during the summer, it, it, you know, the attendance was light. I went back. I serve in church, my husband and I both. So we were some of the first people to go back. So we serve. And, and you know, there are people who wear masks and people who don't. It frustrates me, though, because um, there's a there's a municipal law. And, and speaking of speaking of a, of a municipality that's religious, I'm in Oklahoma in the Bible Belt. <laughs> so, so we do have a law here that says you need to wear a mask. But there are a lot of people for lots of different reasons who don't want to. So the, the, the week that the students came back, mm-hmm. it got very crowded. And I was like, whoa, there are a lot of people here. <laughs> and a good 30% of them, maybe more, are not wearing masks. And my husband and I made the decision, we can't go to church. If you, and you know, and there's not social distancing anymore. So we come and we serve and then we go home and we watch church on TV. Mm -hmm. And that's a good option for us. And it's, and and it's an option that they've talked about in service, but that's kind of an example of having to make your life fit what's happening socially. And, and it might be political for some, I'm not quite sure why people aren't wearing masks other than the fact that maybe they're, they're not comfortable, but it's like, how did that get political? Like how did this like health agenda, you I know, know, I know it, it's so, it frustrates me. And my husband went through a little health scare. He's good now, but I was like, you you know, we are not exposing ourselves to anything. Not to say that. I mean, it seems like no matter what you do, you are at risk today, certainly. Um, but, but we're not going to, you know, I was like, I'm not going to expose you to this basically, honey. <laughs> so he's like, no, you're right. You know, we'll, we'll do it. So that's what we do. We serve and then we go home and watch church. And I wish it didn't have to be that way. However, mm-hmm. it is important enough for me to still be a part of my community and mm-hmm. we, and we can serve and still social, social distance. So that's important to us. We want to uh, give our active service. Uh, I serve at a desk where we greet people, mm-hmm. but, th- but there's a distance, right? And he serves in the coffee shop and makes coffee. Cause as I told you, he's a coffee fiend. Um, <laughs> so we do that, but then we don't sit next to 600 people. I mean, we just can't do that. Mm-hmm. You said so many good points. Um, first starting with um, the mask point, because like you said, some people, even just even backing up, just going to church, because I remember when church was closed and it started opening back up and some pastors and mega churches decided they were not going to open up. Um, mm-hmm. They were going to protect their congregation or they just didn't felt lead, led at that time to open up. And you had some that said, hey, we're taking precautions and we're going to open up. And I think sometimes, especially when we talk about in terms of religion as a definite right and wrong. And with 2020, it was like, okay, do we open up or do we not? Right, and it really right. was like, you kind of talk, talk about a comfort level and you really had to go based on your relationship with Christ and what you felt was comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Um, like for, you know, my household, we have not went back yet. We participate online because we did not feel that that was the comfortable choice for our household. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and they mm-hmm. always told you that, you know, we're not, we're not thinking any less of you. This is a decision you have to make. So that's always been good. Absolutely. And I think that is very Christ-like, right? This idea of come as you are, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to force you. You have to make this decision and you have to, at this different level, be ready. And so 
I thought that was a good point that you made in regards to mass. And then the other thing that you mentioned was community yes, and not losing your community. And I think that sometimes, you know, we forget that church is, or, you know, your church family is a community. Oh, yes. There are like values and, and systems within that. And, um, and talking about politics and stuff, they really are a part of the community and a support system. And when we take the church out of the equation, you're really missing a group of people to really add to the overall larger systems um, in the larger community. Oh, for sure. And don't get me wrong. I know that the decisions that our church leaders have to make weigh, weigh heavily on them. I mean, I know this. Absolutely. Um, the Episcopal church I go to, they've just opened up within the last week because they have an older, a, a very large older community. So they were very, very cautious and they, they still have social distancing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other church that I go to, it's a larger church. I wouldn't call it a mega church, but it's a larger church. Um, a lot of different kinds of people, young, old, and they were closed for quite a while. Then sometime in the late summer, they decided to open up with social distancing and they did everything like, you know, the first the couple of weeks you had to um, register kind mm-hmm. of to make sure they knew how many people were coming. Mm-hmm. Everything was social distance. I mean, they did everything correct. And then at some point uh, there was a feeling, especially when the students were coming back, that um, we can open up a little bit. And that's really the only thing that I disagree with. Even if it were really full, I might still decide to go if everybody would wear their mask. But, you know, that's just not something that you can force. And mm-hmm. so it's for, but it's forced us to make the decision to go back home. The good thing about that church, though, is they had a ton of excellent online programming. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never they, they I've never seen such such great online programming. So um, it got us very comfortable enjoying that and feeling like, you know, and we were there kind of, um, and there's some things we've had to make sacrifices. You know, there's a, a night called thrive where mm-hmm. it's a big worship night and we've had, we've had to sacrifice and, and not go in person to that. So I think you're right. I think you have to do what's comfortable for your family, but it's difficult when your friends and you see things differently and they can make a decision that you can't make. Mm. And so it's like, I want to be there. I want to be like, all huggy with you and crying and stuff that we do. And, um, and I can't do that. I can't do yeah. that for myself and for my husband. Absolutely. And I think, you know, our, our pastor kind of talked about that as well. Um, this, these kind of different sides and, it's okay to be at different comfort levels. It's okay to say, Hey, I'm not comfortable to go. And it's okay to say, I want to be comfortable to go, to Mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. But it's when we start guilt tripping each other or trying to, for lack of a better word, manipulate religion to say one is right or wrong that I think we really miss on the, the true teachings. Um, it really, I think we're in this weird time of, using religion, like you said, on a more personal level, really getting in tune with, with God and really seeking and saying, okay, what is right for your life path? What mm-hmm. is the divine path that God has for you? And that right. might be different than someone. And that's not right, wrong, or indifferent. It's just the path that you're on. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we have to do that we don't do enough of because the world is so crazy and it's swirling all around us is to be still and listen. Mm. 
Ooh. And that because yeah. he's because he's telling you what to do, but sometimes yeah. it is hard to hear. Yeah. And so one of the part of my testimony is the fact that I feel like as a girl, when I was a little girl going to Catholic church, church was very much a sanctuary for me. I mean, I would go hang out in church just when I had time. It just, it felt good. I felt, I felt God was there and I felt like I could hear him. And then as I got older, became an adult with stuff, with duties and things you have to do, deadlines and commitments, as Bob Seger says, uh, um, I stopped here. I felt like I stopped hearing him and that made me really, really sad. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I thought about that for a long time and I had the opportunity to go to a Christian retreat last year. It's called dive D I V E run by the musician, um, and wonderful songwriter Rita Springer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this really for me? Because I'm not a worship leader and I'm not a musician. I mean, I'll sing sometimes, but I'm, I don't write music, but I'm a writer. It's for creative people. And so she encouraged me to come because I was like, oh, I don't know. I kind of went mm-hmm. back and forth. I went and um, there, I felt like there was an exercise there and I felt like I began to learn how to listen again. Mm. And oh my goodness, that was just, oh, that was so, so amazing for me. And I just, just the sweetest thing. And so since that time, mm-hmm. ev- everything has opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, I've been writing now. I'm not musical, but I, I write song lyrics. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a devotional. The podcast was, I always say the podcast was born of the pandemic because it happened during that time, but it really wasn't. I mean, it was born out of the creativity that he opened up in me Mm. because I've been a communicator for my entire life. I'm an educator Mm. now, but I've been a journalist for all these years with the gifts that he's given me that I decided I needed to use those communication gifts, my writing, you know, my communication in his glory. Mm. And so that is part of the listening and that's something that I still work on because I don't know about you, but my brain is hard to turn off. You know how it is when you're trying to go to sleep and there's just oh so gosh. much. Yeah. It's like in those quiet times, that's when your brain really wants to go. So like you really yeah. have to like train that stillness. Oh yeah, you do. And I don't know about you, but my husband can go to sleep. I mean, he can lay down and be asleep in one minute. I mean, for real. And I'm like, how do you do that? It takes me forever. So, but yes, yes. And just reading a lot of other people's testimonies and messages. Um, actually, you've got an exclusive here. I'm actually going to have a giveaway. Exclusive. What? Um, but there's a woman named, whoops, sorry about that. No worries. I have to edit that out. There's a woman, there's a woman named Mary Jo Pierce. She wrote a couple of books and I um, interviewed her and I released her, I released her episode during the week one launch of season two. Mm-hmm. And she's a great lady. And this one book that actually I'm going to have a giveaway called Adventures of Pr- in Prayer. She talks a lot about how to meet God. And she talks a lot about going back to the Old Testament and seeing how they met him there. And how they would actually, because God was living among them, and they had to create a holy place mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't basically burn up around him. Because <laughs> that's for real. And so they created what they called a tent of meeting. Mm-hmm. So she created in her home, 
the equivalent of a tent of meeting. And so first it started off with a prayer chair, then a prayer corner, and then she was able to devote a room. Now she has a prayer room. I don't have a prayer room, but I have a little corner of my bedroom that it's my prayer corner. And I told her about it. And I was like, you made me, you know, you had me create a prayer corner. Um, and I've learned a lot about ways to meet God, that intentional, because a lot of times you can't turn your, your brain off just when you're trying to go to sleep, but that intentional time that you set aside and I'm not perfect. And I, and sometimes I do do it more than others, but that intentional time that you set aside to go to the tent of meeting like they did in the old days and to meet with him and to be still and to listen. Hmm. These days, I think that's so important, more important than ever, I think, in 2020. Absolutely. You said so many wonderful things there, starting with listening more. And I think we've had such a a quiet time or like a slowdown with the, the whole pandemic and COVID, which has allowed people to really see the parts of them that they might have been running from yes. parts of them that might have been, they've been trying to develop. Like you talked about with your podcast. I think this has been a year of discovery. Mm. You allow it to. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing you talked about was that intentional time. And I think that's important, um, especially as you're trying to find joy in this time and in everything that's going on is being intentional. And, you know, we had an, I had another episode on, anxiety with um, Vicki Louise, who is an anxiety of uh, a life coach. And we were talking about anxiety and being intentional about like starting new routines and doing things to kind of like improve yourself. And I think being intentional is so important. And when, my, when I started out this year, I wanted to be more intentional. That was like my goal. And <laughs> right, I had all this time now to be more intentional. And it, it really does make a difference when you set out an intention and say, I am going to commit to this for myself. Right. Um, because it's important. So many things can get in the way, but it, it's really important to take that time and be intentional about you and your well-being. And sometimes the things that you want to be intentional about will change. Yes. Um, I was doing very well on my fitness plan and the quarantine turned into quarantine 20. And I am not, I mean, I'm just, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I have fallen off of that. And, and also my exercise plan. And I know I need to get back to that, but Mm -hmm. I will say that other things have really developed, as you said. And, um, you know, it's almost like nothing can hold you back. Mm. So I had decided that I, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time. Mm -hmm. And actually what I wanted to do it on was on what I call the politics, the intersection of beauty, politics, and hair. Because I like hair. I, I wear my hair in a curly style these days. And um, I was always going to do this. But it was always, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it. And this is too complicated. And I actually even work in a building where there's a podcast studio. And um, someone's trying to show me how to use the audio board. And I'm like, this is, I'm just like, so I, I get home. I'm home. And I have a computer with software on it. And I'm like, this can't be that hard. <laughs> I, I should be able to figure this out. I'm going to, I'm going to start this podcast on, you know, what I, what I said. And God said, Nope, you're going to do it on joy. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I will change that. And then it was like, nothing was holding me back anymore. So I think that Mm. we have been given. Now, when I say a blessing, I, I am not 
ignoring the sadness um, that we that many of us have have suffered in losing people or having people, mm-hmm. you know, getting sick. I, I'm not negating that at all, but I think we've been given an opportunity to to look beyond the normal this year. Absolutely, and I think that is it sums up like your podcast finding the joy in every season, but this has really been at times a terrible season, a depressing season. There's been very low points um, this year. Yeah. But within that, it led to so much to, at least, you know, I'll talk from myself and the I statement, you know, it's led to so much discovery um, about passions that I didn't know were there, passions that, were made stronger. Like I, I want to do more about advocating for the community, more about advocating for what is right. Um, being more about my overall wellness and my well being, And um, it just was a very interesting year as to while it has been so hard. And like you said, there's been so much loss, not only for maybe yourself, but for so many of you who are out there listening, oh, but yeah see about finding that joy and see about finding those lessons, see about where you have found strength through all of this. Mm -hmm. So that way you're not stuck in the losses of this year, but really finding the power in this year. Mm -hmm. Because if we look for it, it's out there. If we choose it, it's out there. Um, I have a, a pamphlet that I've written called five ways to choose joy which is free and you can get it at positivelyjoy.com because you have to make a choice. And again, I know. It goes back to being intentional. Exactly. And and again, I'm trying not to negate the fact that there are people who are in really tough situations right now. They don't have the opportunity of working from home. They've got, you know, a sick or or dying uh, person in their family. I mean, I get that. But he's he's created joy for us. And it's there if we can find it and if we can choose it. So I just did an episode where I said I had COVID brain. And what I meant by that was I love being at home. <laughs> I mean, I am like super homebody. Guilty. Even though, <laughs> even, though, even though I mentioned to you that I, I like to talk to people. And there was something that I needed to do on campus. And I was like, why can't I just do it at home? I mean, I can't get, why can't I zoom this in? But no, I needed to be on campus. Um, and it was, I mean, I had to do it. It wasn't like an either or. And it was so great. It was a beautiful day. Um, the students were out there and they were finding out more about some clubs on campus. And um, it was great. It was great. And I'm so glad that I got my butt up and got outside. It was wonderful. And the sun felt great. Got a little vitamin D. Um, it is so tempting mm-hmm. to just stay at home. It and really is. It, yeah. I mean, it's so tempting to stay at home and I don't know, just, and it's not even that I'm not even being, I'm not even being a couch potato anymore because I've got so much to do on the podcast. Um, so I'm, I'm actually in front of the computer a lot, but it's so tempting to do this, even though what I'm doing, I feel like is service to him, but he made this world for us. He made mm-hmm. this beautiful, it's fall. The leaves are falling. He made all of this for us. And now all you have to do is look outside and go outside. Um, I was looking for a photograph to illustrate this particular episode. And I found a picture, because, you know, I do love dogs, of a pug in a sweater with these leaves all around him. And I mean, even that just gave me joy. You know, it's just so sweet. And I think that we, we have to be intentional about looking for those opportunities to 
to have joy and you know his mercies are new every morning every morning um i take a bible scripture and i post it on uh, a community that i have on facebook the positively joy community and i start the day just about every day i mean you know maybe maybe six or five or six days out of seven um with with some new scripture and it's it's a i i like to do it's a good way for me i hope it's good for the community uh the online community that i'm that i'm building and then just creating that just starting with that and then creating that uh mindset for the day mm, so i, I have, love that creating have, that mindset for the day cuz sometimes you have to do that yeah. especially like when you are feeling heavy, when you are feeling like that, like you just roll out of the wrong side of the bed. Sometimes you just really need to create that space for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend talk about creating this personal relationship. I have a friend who calls God daddy mm-hmm. because, you know, we call him our father and all that. Mm-hmm. So she, so she wakes up every morning or if she goes to bed every night and she says, good night, dad. Good morning, dad. Thank you for letting me wake up today. I mean, that's how she starts her day. And I would love to say that I do that. Usually when I'm waking up, the dog wants to be fed. And there's, always, <laughs> there's always something to start the day. And, and more often than not, I don't start it with him. But, but I want to do that. That's, that's something that I want to do. I, I think that's beautiful. And especially, again, finding that joy. And finding that joy, especially, you know, again, on this side of the world, we're going into the, the winter Things are dying and it's getting colder. And that summer just felt so brief. Mm-hmm. It, did, it did not last long enough. And so I think it's very important as we enter the season to really find the joy, um, whether it is in that pug around the leaves and the sweater mm-hmm. or, you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing, but it's about like, what is going to make you smile today? Like, what do you need today? And I think that's just so important. Like, what do you need to have joy? Yeah. Is it the extra cup of coffee? Is it, you know, the a, a walk in the park? Is it some time with your friends? Is it just some stillness, you know? Yeah. So I think that's wonderful that you, like, you start off with whatever you need. And the scripture, yeah. And also about what you should not do. What do mm. I need to move away from? What mm. do I need to not consume in my media today? Well, mm. And I'm not saying don't look at news. I mean, I am a journalist, so, you know, but what do I need to avoid today? to give me joy. So it's also mm. seeing it, seeking it, but it's also knowing what to avoid. And you know, don't you? <laughs> Listen, it, it really is true. Like, but there are sometimes it's like, I need to avoid this person, this thing, this donut <laughs> to, to have a little extra joy. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes. And I like that sometimes joy isn't about adding something. It's about taking away. Oh, I have more than once. I have hit that snooze button on Facebook. Snooze for 30 days. I have done that. Yes, I have. Because there's just some talk going on that I just, I couldn't have in my life for 30 days. So I had to snooze that. (laughs) And like, that's okay. And and like, again, being intentional about the things that you don't want in your life. Oh, yeah. Um, Because again, sometimes our bodies, like we're cranky because we're doing something we don't want to do. It's about, well, like check in with yourself. If that's something you don't want to do or, you know, shouldn't do in that moment and there's a way to avoid that, then avoid that. Yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. So I am so glad you came and talked. Um, I think this was just a great conversation about religion. I think sometimes people are afraid to talk about religion because, 
they're going to offend someone or what if someone has a different religious belief Mm -hmm. but if you allow just everyone to be in their own space and allow that you to have your own space I think we can all coexist yeah and and it's a different it's the r word but the r word is not religion it's relationship Mm, I love that r word is relationship with your god and you will have a deeper richer experience um you know, I mean, yes, I, I, Jesus was a, t- was a tolerant person. I, mm-hmm. I love tolerance. So, you know, even if you don't share my faith, but you have a faith, delve into your faith. Uh, just, you know, try to develop that deeper relationship with your faith and with your God. Um, it just will, again, it's just, it's deeper and sweeter. That's the only way I can describe it. I, I love that. And I think that if we want to see, religion show up in our everyday life it's about taking the r word out and putting the relationship in mm-hmm. because like you said it, it religion or your faith base or whatever spirituality whatever word you want to tack on it really is what governs your moral compass mm-hmm. it's not something that you can take on and off like a necklace it really is a part of you if you have that relationship piece and so if we can live more authentically in that relationship, it'd be interesting to see what this world would be like. Oh, it sure would be. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So again, for those of you listening, you can find Positively Joy. Um, I'm going to put the information in the link in this bio. Um, But if you're listening, um, Miss Yvette, do you want to tell them where they can find Positively Joy? Tell them about your merch because I see your cup. (laughs) I'm going to have to get me a cup. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm trying to make it easy. It's positivelyjoy.com. Uh, that website has all my episodes, has um, has my free resources for you guys. Um, just everything's there. Uh, but if you do listen to podcasts and you like to go to a particular um, platform, I'm on all the platforms. Um, and yeah, you can definitely find me there. And I'm sorry, but my phone is making noise. So let me try to turn that off. Oh, it's my sister. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you know, Apple Podcasts, the whole deal. We're on we're on iHeart, we're on Amazon Music, just you know, pretty much everywhere now. Um, and then also um, on Facebook, uh, Positively Joy Podcast. Join the community, the Positively Joy community on Facebook. Mostly ladies, you know, a couple guys, but mostly ladies, and we just do live together. So I would definitely encourage you to join us there. We try to be very encouraging and um, and also have a lot of fun. I think recently I asked everybody how do they pronounce the word for the nut that you make a pie out of. I say pecan. Ooh. <laughs> but that's it. But that, yeah, pecan. I mean, yeah, a lot of people that's have, a dicey that's one. A like dicey one. I know. <laughs> so I just I just posted that, and people, I, you know, a lot of people had something to say. So we try to have a little fun too. And, um, and yeah, and the merch is there and, um, we just got a new logo actually. So the cup you'll see, it's still the little girl looking into the sun, which I love, but the, um, the positive joy has a new logo. Now we are just trying to do some new things and kick off some new things where we just started season two and you can, you can binge listen. Cause I normally only post two episodes a week and I've, I've posted like about, I don't know, five now. So yeah, go in there and binge listen. There's a lot of good stuff in there. And like, do you like, is it just like you narrating? Do you have a guest? How does your podcast work? 
So I like to do. This is just me being nosy. Yeah, now. yeah. I, I like to do two. So again, I, I, I post twice a week. One is solo, uh, me just sharing and talking about things, and then a Bible reading by the incomparable Angel McCoy from Angel Reads the Bible. She has her own podcast, but she is doing a reading once a week for Positively Joy. And then the second one is an interview. And I, mm. as you as you can tell, I love talking to people. Um, so yeah, so that's what that's like. I love it. I love it. I'm going to have to binge watch. I um, listened to the one about mass in the church, but I'm going to have to go back and binge watch some. <laughs> um, thank you so much. And so I'm entering into the last segment where I ask my, my listeners and my guests, what are three things that you're going to put in your cup today to get you through your day or your week? And while you think of your answer, I'll give you um, my three. So the first thing I'm going to put in is contentment. And I want to just be in a state of like, this is good. Just like, just happy with the outcome, whatever it is. Um, I'm definitely putting joy, especially after this conversation, which was super, super joyous. Um, So putting joy, um, even in the small things. And the last thing I'm putting, hmm, what else do I want in my cup? What's going to help me? Definitely being content, joy. I think I really, really want something sweet, something sweet, whether that is like a dessert sweet or just the sweet satisfaction in life, Uh (laughs) (laughs) but a contentment, joy, and just sweetness. Okay. Okay. I like that. What what about you? For me, um, trust. So Mm. I'm going to put trust in there. Uh, in God and knowing that he has got this all under control and we can't, we, we cannot see that, that million mile high perspective. So mm. I've got to turn it over to him. Um, joy. Cause I've got to put joy in my cup all the time. <laughs> and this was, this was a lot of fun. And then the last one I think I would put um, is laughs. I like to mm. laugh a lot. We laughed today. I like to laugh on the show. Um, you know, even when we have some, some serious topics, but there's always room for a little laughter. So I'm going to put some I laughter. Like that. There's so. always room for a little laughter. Oh yeah, definitely. I love it. And I think that's a great place to end. So listeners, please add three things to your cup that is going to get you through your day and your week. Please check out Positively Joy. Her information for her podcast is going to be in the bio Have a great, great, great evening. And I hope you are not a stranger to coffee and combos. And I would love to come on Positively Joy. Yes, we're going to make that happen. Absolutely. Thank you so much and take care. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I loved it.